He became a dad on Monday and booked his Olympic place at the age of 39, four days later. Hello, it's Destination Tokyo with myself, Mark Shardlow, and my guest today is a friend of the winner of the Olympic trials in marathon, Chris Thompson. What a remarkable finish that was. And my guest spent a long time training with him and living with him back in his Loughborough University days. It's an interview of two parts. In the second part, we'll hear how he almost exercised himself to death. But Nick Samuels trained with several of the people competing today. He's a former world and European duathlon champion and he's the husband of Rio 2016 competitor in the marathon, Sonia Samuels. Ah, hi, Mark. Uh, great to be here. Thank you. What a morning we had watching the marathon trials and the finish. I mean, uh, you know Chris pretty well. Just talk about him and what you what your emotions were. Yeah, no, it was it was an incredible performance. I was, um, yeah, really, really happy for Chris. I mean, obviously, there was a, a, a lot of emotion came out on that finish line. And I think that really shows, you know, what goes into this sport and what dedication you have to put in to get yourself on the line and put yourself in contention. Uh, and with so many things that can that can go wrong, either in the build up or during the race, when you do actually execute to the best of your ability, like Chris very much did today, uh, that can be the end result, you know, a, a, an outpouring of emotion. Nick, I'm just going to play in 20 seconds or so of his, his post race interview because sure. it is fantastic, isn't yeah. it? I'm 39 for crying out loud. This doesn't happen. <laughs> this doesn't happen. I don't know how we've done it. I don't know how we've done it. I, I, this is not me. I don't get like this. This is just ridiculous. Yeah, he's 40, he, he's 40 next week. I mean, he's like you. He's a new dad, but he, he's, you're what, five months and he's five days. Um, just tell us about him. You, share, you Did you share a house with him? You trained a lot with him for sure. Um, so uh, halls of residence. Uh, I, I've also I also spent uh, four weeks uh, on a training camp in Fonremoa with him five or six years ago. So Tomo's a great guy. He's, uh, he's got a, a fantastic personality. Um, he, he's been through a lot of uh, um, tough times through through his uh, through his career. You know, he's had some pretty bad Achilles injuries, uh, but he's one of those people in the sport who's continued to um, bounce back and actually prove to everybody that he can still do it. And, you know, me, myself and Sonia were, were just chatting. He, he hasn't run a, a, a solid marathon or a marathon that he would see as good in his heart in his eyes for uh, I think it was maybe seven years. It was 2014. So, I mean, that really shows uh uh, the measure of the man to uh, keep going, keep plugging away, keep believing that he could do this. And, you know, ultimately he's been rewarded with with one of the best prizes in athletics, which is booking himself on that that plane uh, to yet another Olympics. Really interesting race in that, you know, about halfway he started to drop off and then suddenly, you know, around the 30-35k mark, uh, back he appears. Uh, I think there were some comments maybe on the maybe on the screen or maybe on my WhatsApp group saying, oh, has he just jumped out of a bush? I think he's going to be the, the oldest track and field athlete since 1948 in the on the men's side, at least for Team GB. I right. sort of think like equivalent. You sort of look at Joe Pavey on the, the women's yeah. side, who's doing amazing things as well. So it just shows really at, you know, what are you, you've just turned 40, haven't you? 
And I'm turning 40 this year, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, right. yeah, so I'm not quite there yet. Sonia's 40, <laughs> your wife. Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonia, yeah, Sonia's just turned 41. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm 40 in June. So got a few months yet to still, uh, you know, go out partying. And, um, um, well, obviously not at this, uh, at this moment in time. But, but it, it shows you can get, you can produce, you know, your personal best, you know, into your 40s, doesn't it? Yeah, I think very much on the, definitely on the endurance side of things. I mean, uh, I, th I think the the women definitely lead the way in, in this sort of area. Uh, like you mentioned before, uh, people like Joe Pavey uh, run some fantastic times late on in into her career, and there's there's a number of uh, top class uh, mar female marathon runners running excellently well into their forties. On the men's side, uh, there does seem to be more of a decline when you hit 40, but there are instances where it can be done. And, and you know, Tomo's, Tomo's very much proved that he's, and he's run, a, he's run a PB today. And I'm sure I'm sure he can continue to improve on that uh, by the time Tokyo comes around in the summer. Can we talk about yourself then, Nick, now? And I made the point at the start and people might have been stopped in their tracks, you know, exercising yourself almost to death. Uh, but they're your words, not my words. Uh, yeah, they were. They were actually. So yeah, I mean, I've uh, I, I've published quite extensively online uh, some of my story. But yeah, sort of in a nutshell, um, uh, sort of a year year and a half ago, I was out training. As you mentioned earlier, you know, I've been a endurance athlete and competing at quite a high level for uh, 20, 25 years of my life with no issues. And then, uh, around a year ago, I was out training and suddenly felt very tight chested, very short of breath stopped and just saw my chest, uh, uh, going crazy and saw the heart, my heart beating out my chest. And I was like, I must just have a bit of a cold or something like that. I mustn't be too well. And I went and sort of tried to, tried to sleep it off. And that happened a few times and following a number of investigations over a number of months, uh, the current view is that uh, I've been diagnosed with a condition whereby yeah, I'm effectively uh, close to exercising my heart to death. So as with, as with any muscle in your body, uh, if you perform too much exercise on it over a repeated period of time, then uh, occasionally they get injured. That's effectively what had happened to my heart. It got injured, it got enlarged, and then suddenly started to beat in, in abnormal rhythms. So, but unlike any other muscle in your body, you can't rest your heart to fix it. So uh, the unfortunate situation was that I've been forced to give up my uh, uh, competitive sport, but but very much the fortunate side of it is that one, I'm still alive, uh, and, and two, the signs so far have been good uh, from exercising at a, a moderate level. I think currently, you know, maybe run ten miles a day at a, a, a fairly sedentary pace, um, uh, and tests so far show that my heart's quite happy with that. Well, that must be a relief to be able to. I mean, that that is to most people that is not moderate, but the fact that you can still do that, uh, obviously at a you know in less competitive pace, must mean the world to you. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, there's a, a, a one of the uh, one of the big issues with these with these sort of conditions, and uh, a number of people I've spoke to since since being diagnosed with similar uh, is the psychological aspect and the, and the impact on mental well-being. You know, these people are people who've been exercising all their life and it is part of their life. It's part of who they are. And when they're suddenly told by leading cardiologists and doctors that, well, yeah, you can't go doing that anymore. We don't want you 
riding, running, walking, or, or, or anything like that. We want you to be lead a sedentary life, and that can have that can play a really uh, have a really detrimental impact on people's mental well-being. And I know you're interested in the Cry charity, Cardiac Risk in the Young. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, yeah, Cry is a fantastic ch- uh, charity uh, that, that really focuses on trying to pick these things up early in 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 young people. So uh, yeah, I think I think there's a stat of around you know twelve people a day get um, uh, diagnosed with these heart conditions. People who are uh, normally quite healthy and uh, and fit and, and exercise regularly, but, uh, but are picking up on these. So Cry really focuses on doing you know free screening of those, and is a real uh, worthy charity because there's there's no other easy way to get that screening uh, unless you have some sort of suspected issue. So uh, for anybody listening to to this, if uh, that would be who exercises regularly, that would definitely be uh, one bit of advice to uh, try and um, uh, try and book in uh, to cry to get screening, uh, check your heart health, and also as well, you know, anybody who's out there uh, thinking about running marathons when mass participation races uh, start up again, hopefully in the near future, then the cardiac risk in the young is is a very valuable charity and uh, something that, um, uh, excuse the pun, is extremely close to my heart. So should be a, a yeah, good one to raise some money for. Yeah, I'll drop details in the show notes and details. You also do a lot of coaching as well. Is it Run Stars? Yeah, Run Stars is our business. Yeah, we, we offer a one-to-one coaching. We also run, um, I mean, myself and Sonia have had years of uh, experience on uh, sort of elite level training camps. So we're We've branched into uh, training camps, but more for recreational start, uh, standard athletes who, who who sort of want to come out and, and experience, you know, what an elite level camp is like and, you know, learn a bit about how to train, how to recover, you know, how to switch off and have a bit of fun, how to do some meditation, how to enjoy your surroundings. So we're running that in a, in the beautiful surroundings of San Moritz in Switzerland, middle of August this year, fingers crossed, all being... Uh, Fantastic. You mentioned Sonia very quickly. I saw you... Um, publish a few pictures she's back out running sort of five months after your baby's born and she's got a bit between her teeth again yeah she has yeah I don't think yeah you, you never never pry the pair of trainers away away from Sonia you know she I mean similar to Tomo actually you know Sonia first started competing for Great Britain uh, 1997 um, uh, so I think that was 24 years ago uh, World Cross in Marrakesh so um, uh, she's been a, a stalwart, stalwart of British athletics. She was gutted not to, not to be in the trial race today. She actually couldn't bring herself to watch it. She'd have loved to have been there, but obviously she wasn't regretting it because uh, faith, faith has arrived, and she's uh, the best thing that's ever happened to me and Sonia. So, but, but that said, yeah, like I say, she's back training, uh, and we'll see where that takes her in the next few months. Uh, and maybe a year. Brilliant. Uh, thanks for chatting with me today. You can go off and celebrate Chris Thompson's performance. I'm sure you know you'll have uh, you'll have pride for Chris today, and all the best for you and Sonia as well. Brilliant. Thanks, Mark. That's Nick Samuels on his old friend Chris Thompson. Well done, Chris, for qualifying for Tokyo. Also, Ben Connor from Derby making it, and in the women's race, Steph Davis, an unfunded athlete who's got a part-time job, will also be on the plane in the summer congratulations to all of them and tom bosworth who qualified in the race walking finishing second today tom's had a tough year with injury and covid uh, that's just about it from me for today and for the week thank you very much for your support for your comments for feedback 
please get in touch Mark Shardlow at iCloud.com or follow me at Mark Shardlow on Twitter or Instagram let me know what you think or if you've got any ideas just drop me a line and have a great weekend and see you soon bye bye